0: Welcome to episode 10 of the Geek Therapy Podcast. My name is Josue Cardona and with me today is Dr. Frank Gaskell. He is a licensed psychologist. He is an autism expert, co-founder of Southeast Psych, and the reason why we're here today, he's also the author of a comic book called Max Gamer, which I think is for Aspies about Aspies, right? Is that pretty accurate, Dr. Gaskell?
1: For Aspies, about Aspies, and for anybody who wants to to know their superheroes.
0: Fantastic, so thank you Dr. Gaskell, for being here.
1: Thank you, this is awesome.
0: Um, so I guess the, the first question really should be, um, w- what are Aspies, what exactly are we talking about?
1: Well, I never call them um, disordered or having syndromes. I think they're a better kind of brain. And with a step forward, there's sometimes a step back. The step forward is around cognitive, um, kind of hyper focus, becoming better than anybody else in the world, but. At that strength comes a cost, which is social difficulties, not being able to read uh, body language, facial expressions, having difficulty with that, sometimes kind of some mood stuff, but it's mainly missing social difficulties and having a special obsessive interest.
0: And of course, uh, Aspie's, we're we're referring to what's commonly known as Asperger's. Correct, Asperger's. For now. We'll we'll, we'll get into that later. True fact. (laughs) (laughs) So so what, um, why, I I know that I use comic books um, with clients and I try to Mm -hmm. use anything that has a story that's relatable to my clients. Mm -hmm. So Max Gamer really, I I think it's one of the only forms of medium that, that I see that has an Aspie in such a, it really just highlights their strengths, right? And he really is a superhero because of of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so it's a relatable character for Aspies. Uh, Correct. Is that was that the inspiration behind writing it?
1: It was. I um, I work with so many Aspie kids, and also just kids who've been bullied or struggle with their identity and knowing who they are as youngsters, social trouble. And I wanted a way to reach out to these kids and start telling their story in a way that's positive. And and psychologists typically are always, well, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And and here at Southeast Psych, we like to say, okay, what's right with you? And let's build on that to, to kind of blow out some of the negative. And the style of it is anime because Aspies gravitate toward facial expressions that are easy to understand mm. and so they've got the big eyes and the big mouth and you're like oh i know what he's feeling i know what he's thinking
0: and, and the added detail around the head like that's right mention points things like that mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. okay absolutely
0: Fantastic. so why why a comic book like are you a fan of comic books i,
1: I love comic books i read okay. them as i have an odd fascination from childhood with the swamp thing <laughs> don't really know why uh swamp thing was my favorite and then i went iron man and kind of stayed in that in that genre Okay. I never really did get too much into anime, but since learning about the style and and reading into it, it's pretty wild stuff. I like the way the the stories flow visually a little bit better than your classic comic books.
0: Okay, and then was it easy to jump to that decision? Like, I'm, I'm going to write a comic book. This is this is what I want to do. I didn't
1: really I, I didn't really think about it. I was just no. like, oh, you know, Ryan Kelly, a co-author, and I. He was intern here for. Um, a year and we just did it and just we we didn't think oh well let's now do this it was just a thing that we did and mm-hmm. it it became something really special
0: very cool was it was it difficult you are a psychologist after all was yeah. it was it difficult <laughs> to write a comic book
1: <laughs> the story is is not because as i think a lot of psychologists were storytellers in certain ways especially in in therapy and a lot of what I do in my talks and, and even in therapy, I'm telling stories to help people relate and, and this just it it's just easy to write. I can't draw worth a darn, but I can see it in my head and when we work with the Illustrator, um it, it it's a it's a fun collaboration. It yeah. doesn't feel like work at all.
0: So I wanna ask you a few things about the story. Absolutely. Itself. So the plot for for people who haven't read the book and, and correct me if I get this mm-hmm. wrong, right? So Max, he, he's an Aspie, and at the beginning, I mean, you really start to learn a little bit ab- about him, right? About right. Uh, his, his personality traits. And then, essentially, he gets thrown into this adventure that plays on exactly his strength over, over the course of the story.
1: And he's not exactly aware that he has those strengths. Mm-hmm. In in the beginning, he's just he's just a kid that messes up all the time. His sister hates him. He doesn't get invited to parties. Kids bully him. And he's just moving along through life in a special interest, and, and he, he doesn't understand it until his grandfather opens a new door for him.
0: Yeah, Is Max, uh, like, a, is there is there even such a thing as a typical Aspie, right? Like some of the things that he has right. at the beginning, it's, uh, like, he hates his, uh, the tags in the shirt. I can relate to that one. Um, <laughs> you know, bullies pick on him at school. Um, he you know uh, there's a party at his house and you know for him everything is too loud it's too hot he he doesn't want to be there anymore he he wants to get away from that mm-hmm. and, and you know there's a scene with his sister when uh, you know she says like uh, I, I I could really use a hug and he just stares at her and says okay you know it's like <laughs> no 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 from you like I, I want this right that's the social cues you were talking about mm-hmm. so are those things uh typical of, of of Aspie kids it
1: it is I always say if you've met one Aspie you've met one Aspie mm-hmm. But uh, it's typical enough that when my Aspie guys, anywhere from age six to even some five-year-olds up to age 12 or 13, they'll read it and they'll stop and they'll look at me and they'll say, do you follow me around? (laughs) So it's typical enough that they get it and also parents just, some parents cry because they're like, you're writing about my
0: child. There's a thought bubble here kind of a towards the end of the story where his sister actually, you know, hugs him because he, he saved the day. And he says he let her hold him, even though to him it was disgusting. You know? yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like to
1: feel the pressure around his neck. And this, this, first, this first comic book is very much just hi- an intro to who Max is.
0: An origin story.
1: Right. We, we don't reference Asperger's mm-hmm. until at the end of the book when we talk about the book. And in the next episode, is when he learns more about who he is. We introduce uh, a school psychologist or, or school counselor. Um, her name is Dr. Valdez. And he meets an Asper girl. And the whole issue is about um, bullying. And he discovers new powers of his video game that's kind of mind blowing.
0: Huh. So, this is the first issue that I have uh, in front of me. Mm-hmm. I've read it a few times. Uh, so, number two is coming out soon?
1: Yeah, soon will be out this spring. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic.
0: So, you mentioned he'll be using video games in, in number two. In this one, you, you used an anime style, you said because of the facial expressions. Right. But also, he has a lot of geeky interests, right? Like he's, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he loves dinosaurs, mm-hmm. he, he's he's the best at video games in his school, he's into um, space. He yeah, can, yeah. You can
1: say the presidents in order <laughs> um forwards and backwards. Uh he's all into a card game called Dinagon, which mm-hmm. we basically took Pokemon and dinosaurs and blended them together.
0: Yeah, a tradable card game. Correct. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And he uses that in his adventure too. Mm-hmm. So is that is that also typical of, of Aspies? Like, okay. Yes.
1: And, in in okay. my um in my social skills groups I have I have groups for kids aged nine to eleven. Uh, Twelve to fourteen, and then fifteen to eighteen, and my seventeen-year-old guys, there'll be ten of them sitting in the room talking about Pokemon, and it's a place where they can talk about it. But if they're juniors in high school talking about Pokemon, they're going to get you know made fun of. So this is a safe place for them to hang out with their buddies and talk about it.
0: I've I've argued with many therapists that Pokemon is uh, if if you know a kid that really understands Pokemon and is good at it, that means he's good at statistics. He's good. Oh my at, um, gosh! Yes. Strategy. Like mm-hmm. You have to be.
1: You got to know what you're doing. Yeah,
0: it's impressive. I mean, uh, a you kid play who really knows his Pokemon, Pokemon
1: against an uh, Aspie. I mean, you're going to be giving up your deck. I, I mean, believe just it. Just forget about it. I believe it. And the guy that found it, that created Pokemon, is an Aspie.
0: I believe it. Fantastic. <laughs> so Max has this situation where he has a, a birthday in the story, <laughs> and <laughs> his grandfather shows up. His grandfather is a really, really important character. I wanted yes. to ask you about him. Like, does he represent he in, in the story? He Gives Max this video game that lets him, that really sets him on this adventure, mm-hmm. and where where he is the the superhero of the story, and everything that needs to be done is something that he is good at. Right. So does the grandfather represent like that support system that that you know that we we need, or or, or that mm-hmm. is so essential, or is he is he meant to be something else in the story? Well, the grandfather's
1: he he is very he's a vehicle, he's a very important um, character, and he becomes far more important in the in the second. Uh, issue, and the way I'd look at him is he's basically sort of a little bit of my wife's dad, a lot of kind of grandfathery, my grandfather sort of meshed in there, with a whole lot of Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he and is a mysterious <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's Asperger's, although we haven't gotten to that part yet. Okay, and he in the in the next in this one he it's very clear he knows some stuff's going on and he knows about this game and he knows who max is and what his superpowers are but he's not going to just sort of say it he's got to allow max to go through his trials and tests to to learn who he is but in the next one he becomes almost a voice in max's head kind of like ghost obi-wan where he's saying you know max you know your strength. You use your power. You use the good side of the force, and uh, he's 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 that role model and and kind of vehicle that allows Max to move into maturity and and what his strengths really are.
0: Yeah, even though Max is a kid, right? The grandfather, he says, you know, uh, Max likes it when his grandfather challenges uh, challenges him. So right, his grandfather just put it in his hand and said, you know, you'll you'll figure it out. You know how to do this. Yes, okay. and
1: and he is juxtaposed to <laughs> Max's parents who are just idiots. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on. And they decide like, to fill up the house hey, with kids. Yeah, let's have a, a big party idea. for yeah. him and like, Oh, my gosh. It's sad. <laughs> they love him, but they do not know what they're doing.
0: Fantastic. So, again, uh, he so the grandfather gives him this video game. He jumps into this uh, world. I mean, it reminds me a little of, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, is yep. it, right? So yep. he he transports into this world, and he uses all the stuff that he has with him to be able to really really just save the day he has mm-hmm. an adversary like a mysterious adversary mm-hmm. i don't know if he'll pop up again later we he don't get a lot of answers front
1: and center of max gamer 2 okay and okay. i can't give that part away because it is i mean i i love talking about this stuff but when i it 10 we're up around 10 to 12 pages of the of the next one drawn and the next one's going to probably be between 40 and 50 pages it's mm-hmm. going to be a big one but there is a. Uh, a, a section of this book that every time I flip to it I start laughing because it's a total callback to this <laughs> and it's a total Max oh my gosh what are you thinking kind of moment and it, it just it's very endearing
0: yeah no spoilers I mean uh, Max Game has been out <laughs> issue number one has been out for a little while yes. so um, so I don't mind spoiling that one and, and we can talk about it because it, I have it right here in front of me but uh, yeah no spoilers for Max too.
1: and it's, I'll tell you my a, my hope is that um we are able to get max get a couple issues out a year instead of one every three
0: years (laughs) so what kind of feedback have you gotten from from this you know so we mentioned uh, a lot of kids must relate to this right like like Mm -hmm. nothing there's Mm -hmm. there's nothing else out there that that really shows an aspie in in such a in such a great light Mm -hmm. so you know what kind of feedback have you received
1: uh it's it's all been very very positive um I've, I've gotten really cool feedback from Dan Aykroyd, from Ghostbusters, um, from Jed Baker, Tony Atwood, um, Temple Grandin. Actually, I emailed her just the other night. And I, what I'm going to be doing with Max, Two is sending him to some of these folks and, and looking for um, kind of their take on it. But the, um, the most recent, coolest feedback I got was from the author of the bully, the bullied, and the bystander, and her name's Barbara Coloroso. And anything she writes, you, people read it. It is phenomenal. But she, I gave it to her the night before an event, and then she caught me afterwards and was just talking about how much she loved Max, and that um, in her new version of her book, her new edition, she's going to be writing about Max in in her book. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. So it's it's been it's been great. Uh, I think. There are probably some people who are not going to either get it or not, not like my message. But I'm okay with that. Can't please everybody.
0: And and I keep saying Aspies, but really, I think any kid who's bullied or teased yes. could really relate to this. So maybe it's good that you know at the beginning or, or throughout the story there is no mention of Aspies. Like any right. kid should relate to just being picked mm-hmm. on in school. But, mm-hmm. but every something. kid is good at something.
1: Absolutely, and some some of my kids will take Max to school and explain to their friends who they are by using the comic book. And I've had some kids do PowerPoint presentations for their class. And my my hope, I have I have it drawn. I've just got to get a 3D printer or somebody to, to make it. But I've got a Max Gamer keychain. It's, it's really, it's the, what's the mountain climbing, um, carabiner. Mm-hmm. So it's Max on a carabiner. And the idea is that he's on the back of a kid's backpack at school. And he can walk through the halls, and another Aspie sees Max and says, "Oh, are you an Aspie?" And then it's a way to—it's like that secret sign: "We're we're Aspies, and we can be buddies." That would be my hope.
0: Are we talking about the, an actual figure of mm-hmm. Max or the yeah. G action figure? Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. That's really cool. <laughs> that's like such a good idea. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the secret society.
0: <laughs> so, how do you use? Uh, do you ever use the book in therapy, or uh, absolutely. all the time? Yeah, okay.
1: all the time. Yeah, it's uh. I've probably given away half of my first run just because you meet these cool kids and you're like, dude, this is you here. Take it, read it. You're going to love it. And uh, it helps the parents kind of feel like their kids better than maybe they realized. It puts them more at ease and it puts them within context that there are other kids out there just like this. And then the other parents are able to meet the other parents, social support, and it builds a real community.
0: So for other clinicians who are listening to this, uh, Mm -hmm. what recommendation would you give them um, on how to use it or or in which situations Mm -hmm. to use it?
1: Well, the first thing is make sure you get Asperger's because I meet a lot of people who think they know what it is and they do not. They don't have a clue. And it's really frustrating. Um, I'll get a referral and it said, well... My kid kid might be Asperger's, or somebody said, no, he can't be Asperger's because he's extroverted. And it drives me insane because Asperger's is not introverted. It's Most Aspies want friends, but they don't know how to do it. And after they've been trying to get friends for three or four years and they keep getting rejected or bullied or ignored, well, then why wouldn't you be introverted? You're going to give up and so it it's more starting with do you know what Asperger's is read Tony Atwood's book about Asperger's his just the big one with the shell on the cover of it and after you get that then maybe read the comic book get a feel for my take on it you can watch the Dr. G Aspie show online and then if you feel really comfortable with it then you start incorporating incorporating that into your sessions and helping kids understand it go through it with the kids and allow their conversation to, to kind of go with the book.
0: What about for parents, for example? Parents who, who already have, you know, who, who already know their kid is an Aspie. So what recommendations do you have for them?
1: Be sure you got a psychologist uh, or a therapist, social worker, school counselor, anybody who knows what it is. That you start seeking out social skills groups with kids who are similar, Um, It's not best to put some Aspies in with autistic kids. It's great to have groups for autistic kids, but sometimes putting those two guys together doesn't always work out. Sometimes it has. It's worked out really well, but you've just got to be careful how you put those groups together. And then um, books, Parenting Your Asperger's Child, it's a pretty blunt title, Uh, those kinds of books, making sure that the parent becomes the expert and the advocate, and then you just fight for your fight for your child. It's all those Aspie moms and autism moms, the warriors on Twitter. Uh, they know what the heck they're doing. I mean, I would not want to get into a dark alley with an autism mom.
0: So um, I'm a therapist. You're a psychologist. Mm-hmm. We use the DSM. Uh, that's the book where all disorders are listed, and and that's where right now we get the 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 term Asperger's from. Um, in a couple of months, uh, things are going to change. And um, so what change do you see? I know how it's going to affect us uh, Mm -hmm. as clinicians. Uh, What effect do you see it will have on culture, on popular culture, on Aspie culture, Mm -hmm. for example? Um, So the the name is essentially disappearing from the manual. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really mean it has to, I mean, it won't disappear.
1: I'm never going to stop using it. Never going to stop using it. Uh, When I've been railing against this idea for three years now and when i told all my aspie groups what was happening and educating about it a lot of my guys said so what psychiatrists are saying is that we don't exist mm-hmm. so i'm well i'm like gone now because it's not i have asperger's i am asperger's mm-hmm. so they just stripped people of their identity and it's just absolutely maddening uh and it it It's done, and I'm just very frustrated by the whole process. And they're going to, it's shifting to ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder. And I think it's also hysterical. I hope Aspie Nation jumps up and down online about this because Aspie Nation is now going to call themselves Autism Spectrum Disorder Nation. That's Mm -hmm. not going to happen. Or uh, I love an Aspie. I love an Autism Spectrum Disorder. I mean, it's just it's frustrating but there is a little bit of a loophole okay. so don't use the dsm5 mm-hmm. use the icd10 asperger's it can go away from there gotcha there's there's your workaround so i'm just to start using the icd10 <laughs> <laughs>
0: and and i guess i really didn't think about how it's really 2 months away from now and i wonder how much preparation has really been done and how much consideration has been taken to uh, educate Aspies and their families of, of, of what's going on. And and to answer that question, mm-hmm. like you know, you, you don't stop being an Aspie. I mean, that's your cultural identity. That's right.
1: I think there's been no prep. There's been a lot of fear that kids are going to lose services based on the school systems, that maybe they'll get more. I mean, we just we just don't know. And in, in terms of real education and real guidelines, I haven't seen anybody. Nobody's reached out to share that stuff with me. So I'm basically just providing providing it myself through my talks here in Charlotte, uh, online. I gave a, I did a show on it, uh, on the on the Aspie show. So it, it's really just grassroots, trying to get the word out and help families be okay with it.
0: Dr. G, you mentioned uh, some resources and mm-hmm. videos and talks and things like that. So how else can people learn more about Aspie's uh, from mm-hmm. you or contact you and, and know what you're up to?
1: Absolutely. Well, you can find us online at southeastpsych.com. You can watch my shows at psych studios.com You can follow me on Twitter, at Dr. F. Gaskill. And all my tweets are about Asperger's, parenting, autism. Some of them are weird. They might be about Star Wars. Um, but if you you can also, if you go to southeasthike.com and you click on free stuff, you can enter your first name or whatever. Enter your email address. And if you put a check mark by my name, you will get my most recent Prezi presentation on Asperger's and there's lots of book resources and links and videos and all kinds of crazy stuff that'll that'll give you a good snapshot and it's fun to watch too
0: fantastic
1: and if um, someone wants to buy
0: a copy of Max Gamer
1: you go to maxgameronline.com or you can call our office we have uh, bookstores in our offices and we sell it there and the ebook of Max should be out within a month and you'll be able to get that anywhere the internet exists. You know, I'm looking at it being probably $1.99. It's going to be one of those little deals.
0: Great. When that comes out, let me know and I'll add it to the notes on, the, awesome. on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Fantastic. All right, so thank you so much, Dr. G, for uh, talking to us about Aspie's. I agree. Aspie's are <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: well, your show rocks, man. This is fantastic what you do. Thank Love you. Love it.
0: Thank you. And um, if you want to know more about geek therapy, visit geektherapy.com or follow us on Twitter at geektherapy. Thank you.